I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 166 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today's guest has many titles. He is a combat veteran, a former Army Ranger. He is an actor who stars in the Mayans MC on FX. He is an entrepreneur who owns several businesses, but the most important title that he has is that of being a first-class father. Vincent Rocco Vargas will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Still to come this week is a Frogman Friday episode with former Navy SEAL Jeff Nichols, so keep it locked in to First Class Fatherhood for that one. Next week is going to be an unbelievable start to the new month of April. I just recorded an interview yesterday with superstar, legendary skateboarder Tony Hawk, who is also a first-class father. I am very excited to publish that episode next week. Also, next week I'll be recording my first video interview as I continue to try to learn and use all the tools that are available here. And I'd say I have an outstanding guest for my first go-around. Grant Cardone, the entrepreneur who built a multi-million dollar real estate empire, will be joining me right here on the podcast. So let's go, dads. This podcast is on fire. Please subscribe if you have not done so already. Hit me with a rating or a review over on iTunes and tell every dad that you know about First Class Fatherhood. We are celebrating fatherhood and family values right here on the podcast. Just scroll through the archives if this is your first time listening and take a look at some of the names of the amazing men who have shared their fatherhood journeys right here. You are not going to find a more impressive list on any other parenting podcast. The amount of advice and experience that has been dished out by these guys is priceless. And I can tell you this much, the best is yet to come and from the little acorn grew the mighty oak. All right, I'm fired up here. It's a Warrior Wednesday, and we have an Army Special Forces hero with us today. So let's jump right into the action now with Vincent Rocco Vargas. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a First Class Father. He is an Army Special Forces combat veteran. He is an actor who plays Gilberto Lopez on FX's The Mayans MC. He is a successful entrepreneur who owns Warfighter Tobacco, among other companies. He is also the host of a popular podcast called The Vinnie Rock Podcast. It is an honor for me to say Vincent Rocco Vargas. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay, here we go. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, I have six kids. Uh, It is from 6 to 16, so we are a blended family. Both have our rights so the kids are with us 90 percent of the year uh it's uh six nine nine eleven thirteen and sixteen so and we're three and three so three boys three girls man and i thought i had my hands full here i've got three boys and a girl so i mean that's awesome what type of uh, sports or activities are they all into uh for the most part we do wrestling and and softball that's a softball and baseball so um right now we're coming up on baseball season and we just finished wrestling season and then a little in between some of the fall season, they try other things sometimes. Very cool. Now, do you get in there and coach at all with the sports, or do you like to enjoy it more from the sidelines? 
Uh, I do when they need it. Uh, I used to play college baseball, so so the baseball world I try not to get too involved in. I know I get emotionally attached to that sport. I played it since I was four to twenty-two. So for me, I don't want to ruin the game for them too soon, right? Because because that game is is such a passion to me. Uh, I feel like I can't control myself and getting angry at the little things. And so that's the only sport I try and stay away from. I teach them some fundamentals on my own, but I don't coach. Wrestling, yeah, I do get heavily involved in wrestling. Okay, Vinny, please do me a favor here. Just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, so um, let's see. College baseball player, and then I jumped into the military. I did three combat tours with 2nd of the 75th Ranger Regiment, which is a special operations unit. Uh, got out, became a drill sergeant in the Army Reserves. I had Then I also, in the, in the civilian side, I was a corrections officer for a few years, then jumped into the Border Patrol with Homeland Security. Uh, I did that for about seven and a half years before I left everything for business and entertainment. And so I've been doing the entrepreneur thing for, uh, you know, years now, and as well as making strides in the acting community, as well as producing, directing, writing myself as well. Uh, that's pretty much, in a nutshell, what's happened in the past you know, 15 years of my life and whatnot, and, um, and, and and as well as I do a lot with the veteran community. I do a lot of transition speeches. I do a lot of leadership speeches, and I do a lot of motivational speeches for, for, for people in the area that are looking for that. Yeah, wow. What a journey for you, Vincent. Such a wide variety of careers and uh, different talents. When did fatherhood come into this picture for you, and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Yeah, so my, my oldest daughter, 16, you know, I had her when I was 20, just turning 20 and then 21, you know, really when she got older. But uh, that's really what motivated me to join the military. I kind of knew uh, I needed some money. I needed something to give this girl that was worth it because playing college baseball wasn't doing it. I wasn't at the point where I was uh, going to make it to the pros. I've already, you know, missed all those steps. And so uh, I joined the military just to make sure she had some money, some some medical insurance, and as well as something ever happened to me in the military, I knew she'd be taken care of. And so for me, uh, it inspired me and motivated me to kind of to change my ways, if I will, and 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 mature a little bit because being in a family was the only thing I understood in my life. My father and mother, you know, raised four kids, and and I knew that family lifestyle that is something that I wanted for myself. And so when uh, I got my ex-wife pregnant. It was a it was a no-brainer. Here we go. Time to time to take life serious, and uh, I'll start by trying to trying to straighten out my act in the military. And that for me was the beginning of who I am now. Uh, my kids have been the total inspiration and motivation for me to continue to strive to these to these great lengths to be successful, to be able to leave something a legacy behind for them. Yeah, it is awesome to hear you talk like that, Vinny, just because, I mean, we are facing a fatherless problem in our country as far as men who walk away from their families. And one reason or excuse that they give is they went through a messy divorce. And I think we all know that the system is tilted towards the mom when it comes to divorce court. Uh, The guy's starting position is usually from under the bus. You've been through a divorce. Uh, What was that like for you? And, And how did going through the whole divorce process affect the relationship you have with your kids? Yeah, you know, like I was no better than anyone else. Same thing. I I went through the ringer and I got I got, you know, I, I had the, the the crappy end of the whole deal for a while. But you know, at first I actually went through the whole drinking thing and and just, you know, I was pretty much destroying myself because out of all the the frustration and and pain of what I was going through, I wasn't getting to see my kids. I wasn't getting to communicate. Uh, you know, the mother was making things a little difficult. 
But it was also an ugly time because when we communicated, it was never it was never a normal conversation. And so um, at some point, man, I knew that I needed to better myself. I knew that I needed to I needed to stop the drinking. I needed to work out. I needed to get myself better for my kids. And when I started making those decisions, like you know what, I'm going to put myself in a position where I'm going to get my kids, or at least I'm going to be in their lives more often. I realized throughout all the years of being in the military and being deployed and being gone, I've missed out on so much of their lives, but not even that. They've missed so much. They've missed so much of who I am as a person and as a character. They knew me as the guy who the bills, but not the guy that I taught them how to ride a bike. You know, they knew me as the guy that they had clothes on their back and food on the table, but not the guy that, that taught them manners and, and morals and values because that was really not the job that I was doing since I was gone so much. And so now it was my time to start being a bigger influence in their life. And something clicked in me where I was like, you know what? I wasn't there for so many years working my butt off, but they didn't get the chance to know who I am as a person. You know, and I told my, I, 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 some of my public speaking, I talk about my daughter told me like, Dad, Dad, I didn't know you were such a funny guy. And that killed me because it's like, whoa, what am I doing wrong as a father for my kid not to know my real personality? You know, and that was because I was gone. And, and when the divorce happened, I was gone even more because it was too hard to stay close because having to deal with the mother was, it was just we had too many conflicts, and I didn't want to keep dealing with that. It made it uncomfortable. But like I said, I made the decision to better myself. I said, you know what? It's time to focus on me. And once I get into the best position possible for me, I can actually start taking care of them. And when that happened, slowly but surely, life kind of took its course, and I ended up winning uh, full custodial rights of my kids back in 2012. Damn, that is very inspirational, Vinny. I love to hear stories like yours. It is amazing how you got it all turned around. Um, how did you make this transition from uh, the military, uh, law enforcement lifestyle to getting involved with writing and acting? I mean, what was the uh, genesis of that change? You know, I've always been a very artistic kid. I've always wanted to draw. I've always liked to write. Um, I, I, I was I was hindered by a learning disability. I was I was dyslexic, so learning, having having difficulty with reading kind of made me insecure about writing and spelling. And so I kind of steered clear of it all until I was in the military and we're going overseas and I kind of started journaling. And when I started journaling, I, you know, I started kind of falling in love with the idea of writing again and really trying to do what I said I was going to do. And I didn't know how I was going to get into that world, right? Like I just knew I was just going to keep writing. And, and as I started writing, I started enjoying it. And I started just, eventually I got a computer and started just, just again, just writing stories and, and writing blogs and whatnot, never uploading them, just doing it for myself, really. And then um, I got the chance to jump onto YouTube with a buddy of mine. He asked me, like, hey, man, would you jump on some YouTube videos? We'll do some funny um, military skits. And I said yes. And any and of those listening, you know, it's MBEST11X. You know, we used to do a bunch of videos that went viral. Uh, and, and, and that's what started my, I guess, back that burning fire in me to create, to 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 create, to to try and put myself out there more. And um, with that, it started the whole chain reaction from entertainment to writing to, to podcasting to blogs. And, and, and I just felt like, you know what, I have the need, I have a desire to, to one, self-medicate. And the way I do that is through, through creating content, whether it's through short film, whether it's through writing poetry, whether it's through writing a blog, whether it's through just telling my story uh, on my own Instagram feed. You know, and so once I started getting into that, man, for me, it was therapeutic for myself, but I started getting a lot of feedback from other men, other fathers, other mothers saying, hey, you know, you're inspiring my father, my husband, you know, you, my, my husband 
slowed down his lifestyle to be more relevant to the family because of the words that you've said in your podcast or your speaking engagements and, and things like that. And so that for me is what's just been fueling me to continue on in this path. Yeah, the technology is amazing as far as, you know, everybody having the opportunity to kind of spread their message and make an impact on so many people. Uh, unfortunately, on the flip side of that, the technology can be very harmful. It does create a challenging situation for many parents, myself included, uh, when it comes to our kids having such easy uh, accessibility to all of this technology. So how do you kind of handle or monitor social media and technology and all that with your kids? And how do you kind of balance uh, your time using all the technology yourself? Yeah, you know, so my work day is, and, we, you know, I was just scheduling this podcast. You know, at one point it was like, I was like, nah, dude, I can't do any podcast until, unless it's within this window because the balance of my lifestyle, I give my as much as I can to my kids. Um, and so for my life, I only work from, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning till about 2.30, and then it's time to pick up the kids, and then it's time to take them to sports and everything else. Once I put them down at 8 o'clock, most of them go to sleep, the older ones don't. But then I stay up and knocking out a few more projects that I want to do, whether it's writing or whatnot. And that's kind of been the balance in my life for me. For my kids, they don't touch the video games nothing until the weekends, and that's if they don't have sports. So we keep them pretty active in sports because I believe, uh, you know, the foundation of sports is very important for kids, one, in losing, like, you know, the, the aspects of learning life lessons in losing, and as well as teamwork and, and social, you know, just, just social communication. And so – all that stuff is important in our lifestyles and our kids' lifestyles, and so that's how we kind of maintain our balance in our lives. It is time to get an important word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with more from Vincent Rocco Vargas. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Kids are not born with a politeness gene. You can parent by example, which is a good way for kids to learn about sharing, proper behavior, table manners, and so on. But there's an app that reinforces every good thing you're teaching your child. The SirDap Game Show app challenges players ages 5 to 8 to choose good behavior in fun scenarios with quirky cartoon characters that keep good humor in the mix. Check out SirDap.com. That's S-I-R-D-A-P-P.com to learn more. Yeah, it is difficult for everybody, especially, uh, you know, on social media. So many people uh, put out these fake images or phony lifestyles, and hopefully all that stuff will evolve over time. But um... Um, It's an interesting space because, you know, my oldest, who's 16, who sees my social media, who sees, you know, people liking my pictures, we have had to have the talk sometimes about, you know, likes don't equal validation, right? And And so trying to get, keep her mind right to understanding, like, don't be trying to promote yourself to get likes because those are all, those are all empty likes, right? That's, that's empty value. And, and trying to make sure they know, like, I don't run my social media to generate likes. Like, that doesn't feed my ego. I do it because this is, as a business, mindset is what my social media now is. Now, I do post my family a lot because I don't ever want to hide the fact of who I am as a true person behind all the acting, behind all the business, behind everything else. Uh, I'm a real person with, that makes real mistakes and, you know, and goes through real life struggles. But that's part of who I am, and I want people to know that. But then there's sometimes I have to promote and market a, a show. And, 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 you know, the more likes and the more shares is better. But that doesn't, that doesn't equal value of who I am as a person. I don't need that to feed my ego. And, and that's the scary part of what I do for a living and raising kids in it as well. 
Yeah, and let me use that to kind of transition over to discipline, Vinny. I always love to ask fathers about their style of discipline. You, with a military background and a drill instructor, no less. I'm curious about how, how do you kind of handle discipline with your children? You know, it's, it's very similar to the way I was as a leader in the military. Um, you know, I think I praise you when you're doing great, and, and I discipline you when you're doing wrong. And there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I think uh, my kids need to know that when you're wrong, uh, there is uh, th- there is repercussions for that, and and not for spanking, not whatever whatever any parent chooses. I have spanked my kids in the past. Now, I mean, it's for me. I haven't. I don't need to. I know there, there's kind of a level at that point where like, oh man, now you're in trouble. But um, you know, for me nowadays, my son is pretty. My oldest son, who is always my hardest child, I don't need to spank him. I don't need to do anything but talk to him and let him know how disappointed he made me from the decisions he made. You know what I mean? And so it kind of, I guess it's such a fluctuating scale for me and my family. It all depends. I have, you know, six kids all have been raised very similar by me and all have different personalities. So I I approach each individual differently on how I enforce my discipline towards them. keeping it fair across the board as possible. But at the same time, some kids react a certain way better than others. And same as adults in leadership. Some people I can tell them to run through a wall because I, because I, I, I need them to do it for me. And some people I need to tell them like, look, you're going to run through that wall or else I'm going to kick your butt. So it just really depends on each kid's personality and how the, what motivates them or inspires them to do the right instead of the wrong, you know, but I know in the back of all my kids heads, they know if I need to bring down the rain of fire, I will. Very well said. How did you kind of take on the role of entrepreneur? I know you own several businesses, Warfighter Tobacco, among others. Um, how did you kind of get into that? And I know you're also big into um, giving back to the veteran community as well. So uh, what kind of got you started with all that? So it started with a T-shirt company that did really well. Um, and then I walked away from a lot of the stuff that just was taking too much time for my family. But just kind of the evolution of it, uh, it started with a T-shirt company from the t-shirt company, we started a whiskey company. And then the whiskey company, right then, after that, I started learning so much about business. You know, three years of just doing this day in and day out, learning how to market, learning how to identify demographics, all these different things in business that are so important, and using social media, using social media um, as, as, as like, the, the, the antagonist to draw people in, um, that is where I just started, like, you know what, I can do this. I've, I've started several businesses now. I can do this in any facet I want to. And so that's kind of inspired me to be kind of like a serial entrepreneur. And, um, and, and, and in doing that, you start seeing veterans will message me, right, and saying how inspiring it is and how motivating it is to see that there's life after service. And so for me, I was like, well, what am I doing? Everything I should be doing should be trying to provide more service to them to these guys who are lost, like I was lost when I first got out. And so that's why I started the, the nonprofit organizations. You know, one's Hero Sports, and that's sports for veterans and recreation. And that's important because I believe there is a, a good community in there in rebuilding that community for veterans. And then I just recently launched uh, one called Rally Point Hollywood, which is trying to help veterans get into Hollywood because now that I'm doing that, I'm getting a lot of requests to how do they do it. And so I'm now – running a program where we're going to be, you know, funding some veteran projects to allow them to get behind the camera or in front of the camera. And and all that just stems from just continuing to provide service for my fellow veterans and, and, and law enforcement officers in any way, shape or form I can. 
That's awesome, Vinny. How about your kids as far as um, following into your many footprints? Uh, are any of them interested in acting or becoming entrepreneurs or maybe even joining the military? Yeah, I got it all. You know, I have a son that says he wants to be in the military, which scares the life out of me. I have, you know, two kids that talk about they want to do acting, um, you know, and, and then one daughter who's interested in doing business. And so I would love and support all of them to start their own little business. I would love to help them start that really young so they can learn all the things about business and how, you know, it is a cool lifestyle, but it's not an easy one. It definitely takes a lot of hard work. And, and, and so that's something I think is always important for them to learn. It's just another feather in their cap. Uh, for the military, I always support my kids in the military. It's scary. It is scary, especially because, you know, we're, we've been at war for so long. And is it going to be a time where they're going to continue to be at war when my kids go to join? And that's a, scary idea and thought process but you know i support them in any in any endeavors they they want to do as long as they're making the right decisions and thinking it through um as for you know i think that's pretty you know acting and you know i i i have a couple kids that talk about acting and i want to mentor them through it i won't allow someone else to uh shape their career because i want to make sure they're they're doing it right and, and like i said I want them to always have the mindset. It's not about being famous. It's about the art behind acting. Like acting is an art. And if, if my kids want to do it because they want to be famous because of red carpets, I think that's completely the most inappropriate reason to do it. Uh, I believe in the art of telling the story, uh, you know, and, and, and providing a message. And that's the reason why I do it. Very well said. All right, Vinny, you have had so much success in so many different areas and careers. What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself for the future? You know, the goal is to continue to expand and grow into the uh, acting world, whether it's going to be acting, whether it's going to be film and and directing. I just directed a TV show uh, episode the other day, and I want to continue to kind of, kind of, I would love to tell more stories that, that have a a serious message. You know, Um, suicide prevention is a big one for me, and not only for veterans, but for teens. And so I'm going to be trying to create some, some speaking engagements to be able to go to schools and motivate people and, and have them see a different approach to why that's not the right answer, you know, and taking that same exact approach, going to veteran bases, military, military installations and do the same thing. My heart is to, to continue to provide inspiration, to motivate, to entertain in any way, shape or form of that. I plan to continue to do so from through books, through movies, through television and through public speaking. And, and that's just what I like. My life is what I want it to be. I can, I can grow old and happy knowing that I continue to provide service to my community. Very cool. Okay. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Vinny, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? I get this message all the time, you know, and, and they say I'm nervous and scared. I'm like, don't be. Once you put your eyes on that kid, once you hold that kid, you'll know exactly what to do. You're going to protect that kid. You're going to put that kid first. And as long as you keep that, keep that mindset, you keep put that kid first. Now, every decision you make, be relevant in your kid's life. Don't be a paycheck, right? And, and, and just show that kid love. Don't ever be afraid to, to, to be the disciplinary person as well as the, the nurturer. You can be both. But what you don't want to do is be too much of a friend, right? There's this balance in how you raise your kids. Uh, they have to always know that you're dad. You're always gonna put. You're always gonna protect them. You're always gonna do your best to to give them the right direction and mentorship. And and as long as they know that, as long as they feel loved, don't be afraid as a father to show your kid affection. Give that kid a kiss. Give him a hug every dang day. You know, let them know that it is okay for a man to show affection as much as a woman. And that is important for for fathers to know that. 
and and give that boy some strength and 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 teach him to be a to be a strong person leader a strong leader in this community because we need him you know i think you know i'm writing a book right now and it's it's really fathers raising tomorrow's leaders you know and that's really what we're doing we as fathers are the mentors for tomorrow's leaders and we need to make sure that we do that very well said. I love the message. You are a first-class father. And I got to say, uh, Vincent Rocco Vargas, thank you so much for your service. And thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. Thank you, brother. Okay, I'm back with a couple of closing thoughts in just a second. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Vincent Rocco Vargas, Vinny Rock, for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in. I'll be back here on Friday with a Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Former Navy SEAL and First Class Father Jeff Nichols will be joining me on the podcast. And you guys do not want to miss next week. We are going to start April on a big note here. I got two heavy hitters joining me on the podcast all-time legendary skateboarder tony hawk an entrepreneur who is a real estate magnet he has made a fortune in the real estate industry he is a 10 times growth expert uh grant cardone will be here as well so you don't want to miss out lock it in subscribe to the podcast and spread the word to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list that's all i got for you guys today i'm alec lace you have been listening to first class fatherhood and please remember guys we are not babysitters We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Your half-truths and tales, as tall as a tree, have a soft feeling.